Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. My name's Callan. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Anna. And we're really excited that you're here with us today listening to our latest episode as of now. <laughs> um, we're covering some fun stuff. We're catching up on the last few legs of The Amazing Race, our favorite show. And we'll be covering um, even the finale. So get excited about that. Uh, and we'll also be talking about other things that we're excited to be watching, consuming, etc. And it all starts with a beverage. So, Anna, how are you doing? What are you having? All that good stuff. Yeah, doing good. Have had a busy week so far, but a good week. Uh, and so, as you know, I'm continuing my vodka journey and... Like any real Sex in the City fan, I'm having oh. a Cosmopolitan. Oh my gosh. Because yes. I'm classy AF. <laughs> Our favorite phrase. <laughs> uh, I'd never had one before, but I've always wanted to try one because I feel like it's on like so many of those old, I guess just like older shows that it makes no that's sense that's true but no was, but i get what you're saying I feel, yeah like, i feel like it was really trendy like yeah maybe when i was in middle school or something so i yeah. always wanted to try it and it turned out really good i love the color mm-hmm. you know it's nice very pink. fun yes mm-hmm. i like a good cosmo and i guess if this is your first one you haven't had ina garten's recipe Mm, can't say I have. I'm sure it's even better. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I might have had it like on a, an old episode. If I have had it on here, it's been a long time. Because my mom and I got her recipe during quarantine when I was living with them. And I think it's the strongest drink that we make. I mean, <laughs> l- I am not exaggerating when I say two sips. And I am like, woo. Like, <laughs> it Feeling good. It is intense, so I guess you're not going that hard tonight, Ina level, but... <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, one day, good. probably That's with a... you and your mom. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We'll make you a, a, a pitcher is what it makes, so you're <laughs> oh ready. Oh, goodness. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how we survived lockdown, I guess, that and margaritas, but whew, it was real strong, um, and Ina, like... It was one of the, you know, everybody was posting from their house, you know, on Instagram. And it was so perfect because she had, like, a giant martini glass. Like, I mean, bigger than her head. And it was full of the Cosmo. And we were like, oh, my gosh, we have to make this. So, yeah, we like Ina. She gets hate. I understand why she's a meme, but we like her. So, it's a great great. recipe. Look Look that one up. Definitely worth a try. I would definitely say it's. It, not because of how strong it is, but I would not always want that. Like, it's a very specific taste, you know? It's like mm-hmm. you're not always in the mood for it, but, you know, it's a good it's a good one. Yeah. It changes it up. Right. Yeah. Try something different. Very Carrie Bradshaw of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm having 
also something that I've never had before, and I was excited. I've been waiting to try this. I was like, okay, I'm going to have the first one on the podcast because it was kind of hyped up for me. Mm-hmm. So I know I've mentioned when I was visiting my friend Olivia in Atlanta, I loaded up on alcohol that I can't get here. And one of those things was something that she told me she had had, and it is a mimosa hard seltzer. Now, oh, interesting. I know. And, you know, we, (laughs) I think seltzer gets mentioned on here just about more than anything. We know that it's not my favorite thing. I'm going to go out on a limb because I've already had probably half of it. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's my favorite seltzer that I've had. So the hype is right. I think it's because probably because of the mimosa aspect of it, it does not have that weird flavor that all seltzers have, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So it's honestly looks like a beer can. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's from Scofflaw Brewing Company. So probably a place that also makes beer. It is 10% alcohol. And what intrigued me Because I go back and forth with orange juice. I was like, I don't know if it's too strong. It's really not an overpowering orange juice um, flavor. It's just enough to, I guess, disguise the seltzer aspect of it. (laughs) Um, But Olivia told me she had this maybe like a bachelorette party or something. And she said she had one of these and she was like really like feeling it feeling good (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she has a pretty good tolerance so I was like I'm curious to see if that happens you know for me so I was just ooh, well there's my my stumble (laughs) I've already had half so I guess by the time this is over I will have finished it so we'll see if I sound different than normal maybe you already noticed it I don't know (laughs) but I just I don't know why it's so strong when it's it's only ten percent. So I'm I'm intrigued, but it's a good package, good packaging, cute can, hard seltzer made easy. It says less calories and more alcohol than your basic mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fun. All right. And it is uh, in Atlanta. Scofflaw is local to Atlanta. So we love a oh, local cool. yeah. a local beverage. Cheers. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Um, I don't know why there are no ingredients on this can. I don't feel like I know what I'm drinking. Hmm. That's okay. Even better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. It is. Um, so we always discuss something that we've been watching or listening to. Something good. So, what what are you excited to tell us about that you have been consuming? Well, it's, it's something that I know you've seen as well. Mm. And so... I'm about to chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, opening night of The Batman, I went to the theater and was life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm already like a... a I mean, I say I'm a big Batman fan, but, like, I've only read, like, one comic series, so I feel like that's not really accurate. But I do enjoy... Yeah, yeah, I enjoy the Batman series. I enjoy the characters and the concept, the dark kind of undertones of everything. Mm -hmm. And one of my all-time favorite movies is The Dark Knight, which is not very surprising. 
And we've talked so, about that on here before, how we that's right. that movie. Yeah. Yes. And so I had high expectations, mainly because of that. And also, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how Robert Pattinson would do. Mm-hmm. But I can say, I mean, I might even say, <laughs> uh-huh. I, need to, I need to say it, I need to see it again to mm-hmm. ensure that it's better than The Dark Knight. But right now, they are just tied. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I, out of character, also have seen it. Normally, I'd be the last person to get around <laughs> to it. But Anna did text me, and she said, word for word, DC at its finest. And I was like, all right, I got to go. I've got to see it in theater, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we have we've talked on here before about how we support DC you don't have to choose between Marvel and DC. You can like yeah. both. That's okay. Don't let people bully you into only being a Marvel fan. Um, just because DC has struggled <laughs> with yeah. the movies. They persevere. <laughs> it's fine. They come back around. So uh, it's just, it's a different superhero experience. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, I went and saw it and I also loved it. It was it is three hours long, so settle in. But honestly, like, my friend and coworker went with me, and she's, like, not super into Batman, uh, casual fan. She really likes the Marvel movies and all that. Okay. She was also, she loved it, and we were both at the end saying we were glued to the screen the whole time. Like it mm-hmm. did not drag. I didn't feel like, okay, when's this going to be over? Like I was glued. So yeah. yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. And I also was hesitant about Robert. I didn't know what to expect, you know? Um, but I'll say I really didn't see him as Robert. I didn't see him as Edward. <laughs> I just saw him as Batman. Yeah. So kudos to him. Definitely. I think this is really, really going to help his career. Um, really get him out of the box that he's been put in forever. I think this is going to be a stepping stone for him. Mm-hmm. I purposefully went in not knowing much. Like I didn't watch, you know, the trailer. I didn't know who the villain was going to be. I had not done research. Yeah. Cause, and, you know, I wanted to be surprised and I was. And... That made it more fun. Definitely. Um, Zoe Kravitz, I think, was born to play Catwoman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think you could have created a better like yeah. person for that role. And as far as The Dark Knight goes, I was debating that with myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> an internal struggle. I think that... They're really different, so I don't mm-hmm. want to be like, oh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's not a perfect comparison. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe from a movie standpoint, the Batman could hold my attention the whole time more. Mm-hmm. And from a all-around situation, maybe I like it better. But it's almost, like, hard for me to ever say that I like yeah. it better. Um, because I, I just love that movie. And I've loved it for so long. I think, yeah. you know, that movie came out in 2008. So it's 
and and we've stayed loving it so so long mm-hmm. that it's hard to think that something would replace it in my mind. So, I mean, forever that movie will be nostalgic for me, and I don't. I think it holds up. I I think it stands the test of time. I think it's still awesome. And as I've seen other people say online, it really changed like the future of superhero movies and especially DC and Batman and all of that mm-hmm. so you know as the kids would say the dark knight walked so the Batman <laughs> could run <laughs> but I think that it still holds up and I mean never I don't think will Heath Ledger be topped as a Joker uh, I don't think any villain that I could enjoy a villain more than I enjoyed him. So for that reason, you know, it's going to stay in my top movies. But the Batman is a close second, if not tied. I also want to see it again. The next day I wanted to see it again. Yes. And I will see it again. And maybe it'll it'll adjust. But I also want to watch The Dark Knight again. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Yes, I I agree. We're in a very similar headspace with all of that. And I distinctly remember when I left the... Because I think I saw The Dark Knight, probably the midnight premiere, I would assume. Mm. And I remember driving home and like I felt stuff. You know, I was like, I remember feeling things and like thinking about things that I had seen and all that. And I had a similar experience with this movie. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is like you go out of the movie still thinking about like, wow, I can't believe they did that. Or Mm -hmm. maybe you still have questions about like who somebody might be or, um, you know, where they would possibly take this next, that kind of thing. Yeah. So we recommend it. And I'm, yeah, I'm like you, I really want to see it again. And maybe next time we're together, we'll watch it again. Heck yeah. That'd be fun. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Yeah, I, um, you're exactly right with that. Like it's, I feel like it's somewhat rare to watch a movie um, or leave a theater and have it really like it's like all you can think about and that is how I felt with this and like yeah the next day I was like oh my gosh like it's like I have to see it again like Mm -hmm. it was just so good like you're just it really makes a mark on you um I had convinced myself not to go see it again even though I probably will uh at some point but what I did do (laughs) was decide that I really want to watch, like, all of the versions of Batman, mm-hmm. you know, in order. I love a chronological yes. <laughs> watching. <laughs> um, so I started that. Instead, instead of going to see it again, I was like, let me, let me go back in time. So I did that on Saturday. I watched the first two film versions of Batman. Mm-hmm. And this was a time commitment, let me tell you. <laughs> But they're both available on YouTube, so you can watch them for free if anyone out there is interested. Um, But I was just, like, so in the Batman mood that I was like, I really want to do this. So I watched the first one um, that was from 1943, which, who knew? (laughs) There was Batman back then. (laughs) Uh, I think the comics, I think his comic debut was, like, 1939. 
Okay. Don't come at me if I have that wrong, because I just read that the other day. But uh, this was the first film version of hmm. Batman. And um, it was like, and of course he had Robin. Um, I love Robin, always have. Uh, yeah. And it was good. So it, the way it was released in theaters then, it was like 15 parts. It was like a serial, as they say. So it's basically like a TV show, but released in theaters. Yeah. Um, and so it's all compiled into one video on YouTube. So it's like four hours long. Um, but I was actually like into it most of the time. Now I will give the disclaimer and it's really the biggest negative of the whole thing is that it came, obviously 1943 it came out during World War II. Yeah. And really like politics and propaganda and the government was influencing a lot of Hollywood at that mm-hmm. time because they wanted people to be very pro-America. Um, so probably if you watched other content from then, you would see that pattern throughout, but they made the villain a Japanese person and there were a lot of racial slurs. Um, and you know, obviously world war two, a lot of stuff was going on with Japan. Um, but it's definitely uncomfortable to watch that now. Um, but so I will give that that warning but um aside from that it actually does have a good plot line and you know it's the 40s so like it's just funny to me like the differences in (laughs) even how people act like so I watched the 1949 one as well which I actually think that aside from the problems that I just mentioned the 43 one is better but in both, you know, the villain has, like, the henchmen, which is men in suits with uh, fedoras. <laughs> Very He's <laughs> like, constantly, like, you know, running after Batman. And the theme of both was, like, they always thought they had killed him. They always thought he was dead and done. And they would come back t- literally five or ten times and tell their, the head guy, okay, he's done. And then he'd reappear, and they're like, whoa, how did you survive? <laughs> and it was like, okay, how many how many times can we do this? But that was, like, the pattern. But these guys, it's like, you know, Batman would, like, kind of get them, and then they just kind of stop fighting. Like, they just stand there. It, it was almost like you could definitely untie yourself right now, and you're just sitting there. Or... <laughs> You just decided to not fight back. It's just so different than, the, like, the fight scenes that we see oh, now. Oh, yeah, I bet. We've come a <laughs> so long way. We have. But there's a lot of, like, funny things about it. But it's fun to see, like, the costume evolve. Um, but now I've started the series from 1966, which I've seen episodes of that, like, growing up. They used to play mm-hmm. it on TV land. And I'm... Um, watching it now it's free on tubi if anyone has that app (laughs) it's i have roku and it's like you know pre-downloaded on there and you don't have to even have an account so you can watch it for free on there but uh i always had a crush on robin (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's bringing back the memories. Um, and it's really funny because obviously it's very, like, very 60s. And they're trying to, like, put messages in there as well for kids. Like, um, I think they were leaving a party. Like, this was the first episode. And Batman had been, like, like basically they put a drug in his drink. And mm-hmm. he was, like, getting in the Batmobile. And, like, the valet or whoever was, like, you're not in any condition to drive. And Batman <laughs> was, like, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, things yeah. like that. And I've read on Wikipedia. I'm sure I'll see it. I'll mention it. But things like, you know, promoting wearing your seatbelt and... You know, at the end of the second episode, Robin is doing his homework and Batman is making sure that he's, like, getting it done and all this stuff. <laughs> Aw, that's <laughs> it's nice. Just it's just such a mixture of <laughs> the Batman, like, and, like, all these villains. Like, the Riddler is the villain in the first episode of that series. But it's like, look at the Riddler that we just watched <laughs> in the Batman and right. we are not on the same playing field. Okay. <laughs> So it's just, I'm excited to see how it evolves and get to like the 80s and 90s movies and watch it all the way through again. But it's really interesting to see how like what's going on in that time affects the interpretation of the character and the villain and all that. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm very curious to, to hear more about it. And I feel like that's such a unique experience that you probably couldn't get with many other characters mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That really does is like such a broad audience. Yeah. And over the years has just like, I mean, yeah. When you compare Adam West to Robert Pattinson today. I like, know. That's not even the same character. Like there's yeah. just so many differences, but I mean, they're both great. <laughs> In I their know. own way. In their own way. And you know, they're both good looking men. That's right. <laughs> it. But it's it's true. It's it's amazing that all of these people have played, you know, their right. the same person. And we know that there I think there's like a meme about this, like how you can't watch something without then looking up like who the actor was married to and when they died and all this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, I did that with these people. And there were a couple facts that I wanted to share just because, like, I mean, who knew? I always do that, especially, like, these things from the 40s, 50s, 60s. Like, oh, yeah. The heyday of Hollywood in some ways. Like, you – just but a totally different version of Hollywood than we have. Yeah. Um, so, it's just interesting. But the – the first guy to ever play Batman on screen was Lewis Wilson. So he has a son who is like really heavily involved in the James Bond world. Hmm. So he has uh, produced, he's been the executive producer of uh moonraker for your eyes only octopussy and film stars don't die in liverpool and then he's been the producer of like golden eye die another day casino royale i mean like literally the wow. entire series you can yeah. go his name's michael g wilson you can look up his wikipedia if you're interested but he has worked on like basically every james bond movie so like the son of the first batman 
That's is really so neat. involved in yeah. James Bond. Like, how cool is that? And then the second guy from the 1949 which version, which was technically a sequel, but, I mean, not really. And it was also a serial, and it was called Batman and Robin. They let Robin have some, <laughs> some uh, attention in this one. Lyle Talbot played Commissioner Gordon, and Commissioner Gordon's character actually wasn't in the uh, first one. Um, so he was the first actor to play Commissioner Gordon, and he was like a founding board member of the Screen Actors Guild. So, oh wow, you know, like the SAG Awards we have now. Yeah, the Screen Actors Guild is obviously still a thing. So that was pretty cool. Um, and. One other thing that I wanted to mention was that first Batman in 1943 actually established basically how we see Alfred today. Because Alfred Hmm. in the comics was like, they say, a portly gentleman. (laughs) Um, So a little heavier set. But Alfred in this first serial was slim and had a mustache. And ever since then... That's kind of how we have seen Alfred portrayed. So, you know, it really had, like, an impact um, on, you know, the future of Batman. And this was actually where they debuted story elements that, like, are so recognizable to us, like the Batcave. Like, that was a debut in that film. And then the secret entrance through a a grandfather clock inside Wade Manor, which you actually see if you watch the 1966 show. That's, like, how they get to the Batcave. But yeah, lots of facts, but I've been intrigued as I've been watching. Definitely. You're right that, like, there's not a lot of characters that you can have all this history with. And I want to do it with Superman next. Yeah. Got to get through all this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one step at a time. One DC hero at a time. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, I hope you all enjoyed that Batman chat, but, you know, we had to since the movie came out, and I think a lot of people are liking it. We wanted to talk about it, and I had to share my new obsession, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, we're here to talk about The Amazing Race, but before we do kind of leads us in yeah we always give a reason why anna and i should be contestants a team on the amazing race so anna what is your reason today it's a little out there but you know it's relevant because we've seen it this season that's us we're out we (laughs) we um i would say we like bizarre foods Oh, yeah. Good good one. I think there's some that you like that maybe the common person doesn't like. And same here. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that we're common, but we're not uncommon. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for me, I, I mean, does anybody like maggot cheese? Mm, probably not. <laughs> probably but, not eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've always been a fan of sauerkraut. Which has been a a challenge yes. in the past on the Amazing Race. It basically eating like a whole plate of sauerkraut, which I I would crush. I I for some reason have like an obsession with vinegar 
in some ways, mm. in an un- unhealthy sense, probably. Okay. But I did have a pickled egg for the first time. <gasps> it was a homemade pickled egg, not a packaged pickled egg. I will say oh. that. Okay. And you so liked it? it wasn't inedible. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> uh, but it was actually pretty good. I would like to try it again, maybe like with like toast or something, because I just ate mm-hmm. it by itself. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. But yeah, it was homemade, like had sat in the pantry for like two months or something crazy, just like soaking in all the stuff. Wow. But that's probably like the weirdest. I feel like that's probably the weirdest <laughs> thing that I like. Um, uh-huh. I also like black olives, which like no one I like no one oh, in my family those. has ever liked black olives. But yeah, people hate on those. I don't know why. I don't either. Like, I mean, the taste is not super overwhelming but anyway it, they they kind of have a metal taste but it doesn't bother you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's valid but i mean like we've seen on this episode not this episode but on previous episodes of the amazing grace you know those weird things kind of come up where it's like cultural cultural mm-hmm. foods or mm-hmm. foods that people in that area enjoy that maybe an average American would not, yeah. you know, we're open to trying it and our palate is so weird that maybe we would actually like it. Who knows? I, we might say, you know what? I'm going to eat. I'll have another. Cheese every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me another slice. <laughs> another. <laughs> another one. <laughs> um, no, that's true. I, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is pickles. But, I mean, that's a very popular food, but also people who hate pickles, like, it's a personality trait. So, I don't know, but... And I feel like you specifically like pickles in a variety of forms. (laughs) True. I love sweet and dill, and I, I mean, you could put it on anything, and I would probably say it makes Mm -hmm. it better. Like, even at our local restaurant. Now, this is a popular drink, so other people are having it, too, but it's odd. It's a pickle martini. So, it's basically like a dirty martini, but instead of olive juice, you're putting in pickle juice. And I Interesting. actually liked it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's salty. It's, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. But it's literally pickle juice and vodka. So, <laughs> you're either really into that or not at all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, we just don't have weak stomachs like mm-hmm. um you know when our friend ben throws his survivor party there's always a food challenge and my yes. problem is always the slowness that mm-hmm. i like i cannot eat super fast against some of the people that i'm competing against yeah same uh, although i almost won still didn't win but i almost won on a cotton candy that was pickle flavor because when it I realized it was pickle. I was like, oh, yeah, wait, I like pickles. It was like my brain was like, oh, you like this. You can do this. <laughs> Even yeah. though I probably wouldn't buy a pickle cotton candy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, other people might just hate that. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I didn't win, but we we can eat it. Like, yeah. we're not going to see a food challenge be like, yeah, can't do that. You know, we grew up right. watching Fear Factor and saying, I'll eat that bug. That's, That's right. fine. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So that's a great point. Um, and I feel like Amazing Race is really unpredictable on if they're going to pull a stunt like that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be ready if they do. We will. Our stomachs are prepared. 
<laughs> We've been waiting our whole lives for that. <laughs> so, perfect transition to get into leg seven. So, like I said, we're catching up on the last few episodes and the finale. Um, but we were in France. And the first situation, I guess you'd say, that they were in was their detour. Where they had a choice between row, row, row your boat or gently down the stream. Gently down the stream seemed to be the popular choice. <laughs> row, row, row your boat. I immediately saw and said, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. It was kayaking, which is fine. I would do that in my leisure. But having to, like, boat around and, you know, steer to get 10 metal fish that all match. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I feel like that was going to be physically draining. Like, getting around those buoys and I was right. like, I don't know about that. So, every, <laughs> most everybody except for Ryan and Dusty went for Gently Down the Stream. Um where you took a 15-minute cruise on a glass-bottom boat, and then you just had to look for 10 fish and memorize, like, the order that they were in and then match them up uh, with a chart. And really the problem there was the cruise went every 15 minutes, so if you missed it, you had to kind of yeah. wait. But But I think they had a great idea to work together. Yep. Because, I mean, that's mutually beneficial. And yeah. you might as well do it anyway, because you're already on the boat together, regardless. Yeah. And I thought that was a great idea. Usually, like we talked about, I'm, like, not super great with, like, big alliances like we had last season, where mm -hmm. it's just, like, ongoing. Mm -hmm. But something like this, I thought was, I mean, use your resources while you have it. You might as well. And it's not like anybody can catch up and then, like overhear you anything like you're on a boat you know yeah <laughs> i don't know like i i think we could have done the memory thing and i did i didn't really understand why the second group of two pairs like why were they not associating it with things like a flag or yeah. whatever like yelling oh it's it's yellow black and red okay we're not gonna remember that yeah that's not <laughs> helpful a mnemonic device is a lot more successful Mm-hmm. yeah uh I thought I it was really funny when they were like Jamaica, France, Duke University. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like what are you saying? It's like a code for something. I know, I know but I feel like that's what we would do. It's like oh, yeah. associate it with something random that makes sense in your brain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, anyway, those were fun, um but yeah, I think the memory thing we could have done just fine. Yeah. They had a roadblock where a team member had to repair the holes in a fishing net to receive their next clue. And I don't know about you, but when I saw this, I said, ooh, Anna's got this. <laughs> <laughs> I had that thought, too, only because I like doing, like, needlework. Yes. And I feel like maybe that would be an advantage in some way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe not. I but... think it would. Cross-stitching? I think that would help so much. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe could give him a lesson be like, you know, you really should make an X shape and not <laughs> this uh, same stitch you've been doing for the last 3,000 years is not successful. <laughs> they really wouldn't get through an X. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
gosh. Uh, yeah, but I had that thought as well. I was like, I feel like I would I would be comfortable in that scenario. Yeah. It didn't seem too difficult. It was mainly just paying attention to the details and realizing that this is the square that you were working in. <laughs> yes, yes, and finding the spot. I That reassures me that you'd be the right person to do that because, honestly, I was watching it and almost feeling anxious because I was like, oh, my gosh, what if I couldn't figure out the knots and, like, the pattern or whatever? So, yeah, you're meant to do that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Destiny. Well, in this episode, uh, referring to our skill with food, this is where they had to eat a piece of bread with, I don't know how to pronounce this, kaju merzu, merzu? Cheese that contains maggots, okay? They were moving around. That's the disturbing part. You have to get over the fact that they are alive. Yes. And I would be chewing very well. (laughs) (laughs) We are making sure they are dead. (laughs) I know. They are not getting to my stomach still crawling around, okay? I I don't know how that... Surely they wouldn't let you eat something that, like... Yeah, someone would give you a parasite or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I would assume maybe, like, your stomach acid kills them, you know? Yeah. I, they're I would all think fine so. now. I don't know, but... <laughs> I, I was thrown off... I don't know if it was Lulu or Lala that said they don't like cheese to begin yes. with. I was like, well... <laughs> yeah, in trouble and her, here. her picky eating kind of comes into play it again. Does. A downfall. In the future. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we are not picky eaters, so. Yes. Thankfully, that is not a... We have, you know, we have flaws, but that is not one. <laughs> we can't do it all, but we can handle our food. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I know that it was a big talk with... <laughs> so, the episode before this, Arun and Natalia, you know, were saved and did not have a speed bump. And instead, you know, they're doing, like, groups leaving, Mm -hmm. which I think we talked about last time, which I'm personally fine with. Uh, But it was just crazy that Arun and Natalia, again, get a non-elimination this leg. Yeah. Which I'm, I mean, you know, you got to play the cards that you have. Mm -hmm. And I really like their team. I find them really fun. And I feel like... If I was running the race with my father, it would be highly stressful, <laughs> but <laughs> they handle it well. They do. And it they're, they crack me up, like, especially Arun, like, <laughs> the things he says to Natalia, like, crack me up, but they, I think they have a really good relationship, and that's just, like, how they communicate, and yeah. I thought they did a really good job this season, and... They they lucked out with some of the, you know. But I feel like we always have a team that likes, they are always the ones that get the non-elimination. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't had a team actually be eliminated uh, and then come back. Like, they had a weird circumstance. But they just, uh, it was like, yeah, there's always a cat with nine lives there. Yep. And they were them. That's for sure. Yep. That Detroit cat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, they went from France to Greece. So yet another wonderful country that these people get to experience. Yes. And um, in, I, I always like an episode where 
they have two roadblocks. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I find those very interesting. Mm-hmm. Where both both people end up having to do one because sometimes it's like, well, shoot, you should have done that other one because I would have been better at this one, but you you don't know what's coming, right? Um, and they each have to do one. So in the first roadblock, one team member had to properly make sixty dull mods to receive their next clue from Mariana, the Greek vineyard owner, lady, chef, whatever. <laughs> Basically like wrapping rice in grape leaves. Kind of looked like a spring roll when you were done with it. Yeah. I I think either one of us would have been fine on that one. I feel mm-hmm. confident. Um, you know, Kim made a good point slash reminder that you, you should kind of check as you go. You know, like, don't make all of them and then go look and see. Like, yeah. she went about halfway through and realized an error that she was making with the grape leaves. So, you can kind of, like, save yourself some time if you are proactive about checking yeah, on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think we've been fine. We both, we can, yeah, again, we, can, we like detail, to cook. We can handle yeah. our food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and I would love to eat those because I'm sure those would have been great. They look delicious. It's like, can you get a to-go pack? Can I take the ones <laughs> that I make? <laughs> can I take 20 of those with me? <laughs> um, now on the flip side, the second roadblock I think is a lot harder than the gray cleave one. Yes, I thought so too. So you had to listen to a 15-minute sermon <laughs> from a Greek Orthodox priest, and he would list facts about 10 saints, and then you'd be asked five questions, uh, and you had to identify, like, the answer to each question match up with one of the saints that you learned about, and you had to have them in order. Mm-hmm. So, really, it was a lot of, like, listening skills and then, like, remembering the order. I mean, we could do it, but it would be challenging. So, it was interesting to see, like, who got it really easily and who struggled. I mean, that's just a matter of how your brain works. Yeah, I think that's the what Penn did was the best way to, to remind yourself or try to make some kind of connection with each person in a fact. And I, I do think that having the 15 minutes is definitely frustrating. Like, if you don't get it the first time. Yeah. That would be hard. Definitely. It seemed like it could get really annoying. The funniest mm-hmm. part was, <laughs> I think it was Pin that asked her question. And the priest said, don't talk to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> You don't ask questions during a sermon. Come on, man. How dare you speak to him? <laughs> I mean, you'd figure out a way to do it. If you had to do like a second um, a second round, I guess at least you would know the questions that time. And you could True. really purposefully You knew what to listen, listen. for. That's so I right. think if you, if you didn't get it on the first one, you should get it on the second one, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's for me watching it. Ideally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also in this episode, um, a couple funny things where they had to search for a clue in olive trees and apparently nobody could see this ladder that they had provided. So <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. They were just figuring out, yeah. how do we get up there? Um, <laughs> and then this is where they had to get a clue from a souvlaki stand. 
and you had to spell souvlaki and then eat one before you could get the clue. Now, I frequent a Greek restaurant here in town. And while I do not get the souvlaki, I see it on the menu every time. Mm-hmm. So I would have been confident in my spelling. I was about to say, I think we would crush that because oh, yeah. we both love Greek food. We would have enjoyed that meal. Mm-hmm. And then you are spelling bee champion. So right. I love we're spelling. covered. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. See, this was another another instance of Lulu and Lala confusing me with their food situation because I mean Mm -hmm. on this they had to eat too because the clue was on the wrapper so and they were like literally wiping the table with the wrapper yeah it's really funny um but they so they had to eat too but you're sharing it so they were like gagging on the second one I'm like is it because of how fast you're eating it but it's literally like chicken pita tomato sauce like it's yeah it's normal. like good it, it was probably very good and everybody talked about like oh this is delicious this is what i needed to like get through the day yeah <laughs> and they're like over there gagging and crying like but one of them said she never had onions yeah i was a little <laughs> <What>? concerned <laughs> How I mean, do you get to over 30 years old and you've never had an onion? And I don't think that's like a regional thing, you know, no. like I feel like an onion is a staple <laughs> of like basically all cooking. <laughs> I mean, that is bizarre to me. I just, yeah. maybe you just thought I won't like it because of the smell. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I it, just, it's understandable. How has it not accidentally, like, appeared in a meal that you ordered, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really need to... That really confused me. I need to dig deep into that. <laughs> I've got to We have questions. That. I have a lot of follow-up <laughs> questions on that. So, from there, they stayed in Greece. Obviously, that's when uh, the twins went home, right? Yes. So, the Suvlaki was their downfall. Um, I will say... I, I enjoyed Lulu and Lala. I'm definitely more of a Raquel and Kayla yeah. female team fan. But yeah. I did enjoy them, and they were entertaining. Their relationship mm-hmm. was funny. But <clears throat> I really liked the way that they went out. Mm-hmm. I was like, because they jumped into the GNC and were like, the amazing race. And I was <laughs> thinking, I was like, you know, if we, hopefully we don't get eliminated. And if we do, hopefully it'll be like really really late in the game exactly (laughs) but I had the thought I was like that would be so fun Mm -hmm. to go out with a bang and like have a a fun like you know if they still did like the freeze frame we would be like ah I'm like jumping into the water (laughs) (laughs) I love it yes I agree it's like especially when you know that you're last yeah you would want to really enjoy it um and just, like, at that point, it's like, we've done the best we can. Let's have fun. Yeah, exactly. Let's be excited about where we are. So I can see that for us. Hopefully not going home, but, yes. you know, <laughs> I can see us, like, having a, a good moment. Just living in the present. Just, exactly. You know, being excited. So, yeah. yeah, that was really cute. I like them. Leg nine in Greece in Thessaloniki is 
where they had uh, one of the more trying challenges of the season, yes. I would say. I feel like there's always one. There's always one that really right. tests your willpower and your mental strength. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was the roadblock where one team member had to turn over stones until they found a gold coin. I I mean, this is a kind of challenge. Uh, luck is involved somewhat, but I think this challenge is a good reminder that, like, I know it, there's a phrase, leave no stone unturned. It really <laughs> is, like, you could miss it because it wasn't like you lifted it up and there it was. Like, if you just lifted up part of one of these stones right. and didn't really look all the way under it, you could have missed it. So, like, mm-hmm. you needed to make sure with every rock that you were not, like, getting lazy or, right. like, you were actually, like, looking at it. Because, I mean, people picked rocks up and then they just didn't see them. Because it was, like, really in the stone, like, the bottom yeah. middle of it. So, I mean, I can definitely see how it would have been really frustrating. It kind of reminded me of the king cake one from last season. Yes, right. There's always, like, or the the bracelets <clears throat> in the market or whatever. It's, like, there's always a needle in the haystack type of challenge that yes. involves some luck. But you also need to have a strategy <laughs> when mm-hmm. you're doing it. Because yeah. otherwise you're just going to, like, get chaotic. Yeah. But... They survived. (laughs) (laughs) I did appreciate, I will say, um, Ryan and Dusty were the last ones left at that um, roadblock. And Dusty was struggling. We know that he can be very emotional (laughs) in various ways. Yes. Um, But I... See, it's so interesting to me because you would think that after what Ryan has been through, he would be the one that would yeah. be, like, struggling. But I guess you've learned, I mean, as he said in a later episode, like, you learn to be patient. Because if you don't, if you're not patient in jail, you'll go crazy. Right. I, I did really like the moment where he told Dusty, like, come up here. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Look at the view. Look at where right. we are. And then go back with a fresh mind because yeah. you're just wasting time if you're just down there frustrated. So I thought right. that was a great example of like why you were there as a team of two. Because yeah. when somebody is needing encouragement or like a, a weakness, the other person's there to like refocus them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that moment. Yeah, I think that I just like seeing those those team moments because it's mm-hmm. rare. You know, a lot of these shows you're out there alone and you don't have anybody to do it with. And I think that's a really nice part of this show is that, yeah, you're not in it alone. And like even a roadblock where it is on you, you know, it's you're there to support each other and you have somebody that is like cheering for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last detour was a choice between bring them or break them. And in bring them, they had to deliver 300 plates uphill. In uh, break them, you had to alternate breaking plates while a band was playing till they found a clue. Both of the times, the min- it was a miniature clue. 
which is yes <laughs> and i loved that everyone chose to break the plates because it's like why would you not why would you not why would you say yeah I'm gonna i've take always wanted too. to do that yeah oh. especially oh. like all of them said especially after the needle in the haystack thing it's like you've got so much pent up aggression that it's I like know. i gotta get it out somehow you do I, that would have been <laughs> such a relief <laughs> and i kind of thought that it was fun that you did it like to the music you know like yeah chairs I mm-hmm. thought it was fun. But yeah, it's like I kind of even forgot that was a detour, not a roadblock, because <laughs> no one did the other one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's classic classic grease, breaking the plates. How fun. That's right. And I did like throughout these episodes too, I felt like especially the last episodes, they really included like historical figures in a kind yeah. of fun way. Like Napoleon when they were in France and then Socrates uh, in Greece. Um, they kind of just involved them as far as like getting clues and stuff. So I thought that was a fun touch. Yeah. And I was very proud that Raquel and Kayla did win this leg of the race, which was cool. I know. I, I thought really the whole season they were a dark horse mm-hmm. uh, team. Which yeah. I think is what we would be. I think we would be a dark I horse. agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, I which agree. is good. That means people aren't coming for you. But <laughs> I was proud that they, like, they really stepped it up towards the end, getting these oh, you know, yeah. the first place finishes. And honestly, I just actually realized we didn't have a U-turn ever. Yeah, which is crazy because I feel like that's really become, like, part of the strategy of the show. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice. I don't know if that's just because of this special season mm-hmm. or, like, if that's a thing they're going to do in the future. I was really surprised because I feel like that causes so much drama. <laughs> I know. I mean, um, The Amazing Race, especially in comparison to some of these other shows, is, like, no drama at all, babe. <laughs> Barely. But... Yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice this season not to have that. And I wondered if that maybe, if we did have a U-turn, how that would have possibly shaken up some of the... Because there were several episodes there where it was kind of the same, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody was kind of in the same place. There wasn't Mm -hmm. too much shake-up, so Mm -hmm. I wonder if a U-turn would have changed that, but Mm -hmm. that's all right. Yeah, it's weird that I hadn't really even thought about it till now, but honestly, I don't think I really missed it. Like, I yeah, I don't mind the U-turn in terms of, like, it adds interest, I guess, to the game and, and can shake it up. Um, and I guess it could get a little repetitive or boring if you have kind of what we had this time where it was like, well, teams one, two, and three stayed one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, I'm more annoyed than anything with, like, the W-turn drama. And especially, like, we saw it last season where we, like, kind of use our alliance to gang up on one team. Yeah. And sabotage, like, the second U-turn to make sure. Yeah, like, it first, is kind of become into almost like people have, like, hacked the system yeah. in a way. To where yeah. it's like, okay, we'll you turn you because you're in front of us mm-hmm. and then only that person only that team basically will have a single u-turn so 
I don't know if maybe if they bring it back, if they would maybe change the rules. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if they could just change it to where, where like, you, you can only U-turn people who are behind you or something like that, you know? Yeah. That would possibly cause some more drama unless it would actually be a real double U-turn, not just a single U-turn, but... Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I did see today that Phil announced that there will be a season 34. Woo! So, I guess we'll see... Mm-hmm. if uh you know was it that covid was the ultimate u-turn or <laughs> they'll bring back the u-turn who knows <laughs> that's right that's true that was a big u-turn <laughs> um yeah well we'll see i mean i didn't i did not miss the drama this is not a show that i watch for the drama so yeah um i i'd be fine with it not but i guess it is kind of a an iconic part of the show at this point so we'll see i guess so the next episode they left greece and went to portugal again a place that i would love to go (laughs) yes on our bucket list it's on our list we'll get there one day um (laughs) so this was another episode with two roadblocks it was interesting to me maybe it was because of the non-elimination and how many teams there were that we had a couple episodes where it was all roadblocks but yeah yeah it's fun it changes it. yeah i like that it changes it up a little bit so in the first one one team member had to search among various rowboats that had names of portuguese people till they found one that listed the name of a portuguese explorer now honestly no go for me i know i I would have no clue (laughs) Honestly, I mean, out of the four, I'm not even going to try to pronounce all their names, but the the only one that I would have, like, known for sure was Vasco da Gama. Like, for some reason, that's a name that I remember, like, from elementary school history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I would have known him, and then I guess Cristiano Ronaldo was on one, so I would have known that it wasn't him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good odds. But, yeah. Ah, the other three, gosh, I wouldn't have known who they were, but... I would have had no idea. Yeah. Kind of look at the draw. Yeah. Unless you could get your hands on Vasco. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that kind of put Arun, like, it kind of set him back a little bit. He struggled on that one. Um, so, and then in the last roadblock, the team member who obviously didn't do the other one had to they were at a church and they had to count the columns while they were like really far away and then give the correct number to a monk i i mean i have 2020 vision so (laughs) i guess i could have done it let's hope that you get you got you would have gotten that one yeah Mm -hmm. that'd be if you had survived the the Portuguese explorer rowboat <laughs> situation. <laughs> it would have just not been a good day yeah. for me. Yeah, that that was a hard one. Um, I don't know. With the counting, I mean, my strategy obviously would be count one side, double it, and then go try it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, with my luck, it'd be like, well, this one's shorter than the other or something <laughs> stupid. Right. But I think, I think both. I mean, I haven't seen a task yet where I'm like, we just definitely couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. We, we could have figured something out. 
We'll get through it. I would have just had to marathon it like Penn did and just kind of guess. Yeah. Just start guessing like <laughs> 105, 106. Yeah. And just right. yeah, run like 10 miles, I guess, back and forth. Oh, gosh. That'd be miserable. I think the other noteworthy thing from, which this wasn't like a detour or anything, but was that they replicated the sardine can, which yeah. was interesting because I've never heard of that, but it was really cool. It was very cool. Like seeing that, the artwork from that. Yeah. I, I thought that was unique and interesting. Definitely would have not been something I enjoyed because painting is not a strength of mine and so I think I would have been like all right you can like make the form and I'll fill in like the color or something yeah um so you know we could have done it I thought it was funny like how much Ryan and Desi struggled with just not painting the doorknob like it's always one little detail that you're yes. just not seeing at all exactly it's like kind of like me- you do need to step away yeah and come it back. really is because it's like you're perfecting everything it's like it's something really obvious that you yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but so in this episode again you had Penn and ken finish first raquel and kayla come in second and then ryan and dusty come in third like one two three the top three teams really the last three episodes all kind of stayed in that top three um Mm -hmm. And then Aruna and Natalia, it was done. Yeah. Which I think, especially for having been eliminated, I mean, you couldn't ask for a They better, did great, like, all things <laughs> considered, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, except for winning, I mean, you just can't be upset. If, if I got eliminated and then came back and was able to stay for, like, multiple, you know, legs. Oh, yeah. I'd be satisfied, you know? Definitely. Yeah, and like I said, I was really glad to for them to come back and be able to see them more. But I will say this final three was fantastic. Everybody mm-hmm. was super entertaining on different levels and different ways. Yeah. And I was in some ways rooting for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like... <sighs> Like, I didn't even realize that Kim and Penn were the oldest team. I didn't realize I would have that never guessed that. I know. Um, so I like that, you know, defying age. Mm-hmm. And, I, of course, I love the female teams. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked Raquel and Kayla a lot. Like, they were one of my top teams the whole time. Mm-hmm. So those were the two I was cheering for the most, probably. Mm-hmm. Um out of those three teams but I was super excited because really all three of them deserve it yeah I went into the finale feeling like I'll be satisfied and, and fine with any of these people winning and I felt like all three would be deserving and I mm-hmm. I don't always feel like that's the case unfortunately yes. on yeah. this show <laughs> um because I feel like there's always a team that it's like you kind of lucked out you know Mm -hmm. and I I I really didn't feel that way with any of the three and I honestly um I mean at times I might like people less you know but sure overall I enjoyed you know for the most part the three of them and I thought 
it was nice to just see like it was low drama this season it was not yeah. a big alliance it wasn't like catty yeah you know, annoying stuff right. against the other teams so i enjoyed that and i don't know with Arun and Natalia, I would have been happy if they were there too, but I felt like they struggled a lot, and especially with like navigating. I think that was their like weak, po- yeah. weak spot the whole time. And I, yeah, I felt like these three really they deserve to be in the finale. And I, rarely do we have a really stacked, you know, group mm-hmm. there at the end. So yeah, um, I think it was anyone's game. Um, I think what this proved is that. I don't know. Once you're there at the end, if you... Because I think we saw this last time, too, with uh, Will and James. It's like, once you get behind, really, the finale, it's really hard to catch up. And I don't know if it's because of the challenges or because the teams are so good. But it's just like... I don't know. It's it's really hard to catch up if you're coming from behind. Yeah. And I heard somebody... I I listened to a podcast today about like a recap of the last uh, leg. And I agree that I feel like this is a really great final. Um, you know, I don't really like, especially the luck-based ones Yeah. Um, at the end, because that can be kind of hard to justify, like, you know, that's difficult. But I feel like this one had a lot of different aspects because you of course you have your memory challenge at the very end which I love it's like a staple I feel like of the Mm -hmm. show at this point but you also have some physical aspects and you have mental aspects and it just kind of covers every trait I guess that makes a good racer (laughs) yeah um like you don't really have the moment with like the king cake and like yeah. You just get stuck on that and that basically ruins your entire chances. You know, it's like yeah. that's that's hard to justify. It's like at least in Dustin not Dustin. <laughs> in Ryan and Dusty's case, it's like they couldn't figure out the clue. So like, you know, that's mm-hmm. I feel like that's a little bit easier of a burn than mm-hmm. I just couldn't find this one thing. I know. And that really hurt. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like if if they had done the stones, you know, and finding the coin on the mm-hmm. last episode, I think that would have been more, even more frustrating for them. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't I don't really like those luck-based ones in the finale. Like, I feel like it yeah. really needs to be a culmination of, like, the skills that you've learned up till that point. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you can kind of be more satisfied I guess with your loss if you lose and that finding the elevator with the the code for the lock on the clue was their downfall you know ultimately but Mm -hmm. again it's like this is not unique for the race this is kind of there you know a regular occurrence is like seeing something from a distance um something that you need to notice or whatever so you know, that just wasn't their thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, of course, they had to do the pinata task, um, 
while blindfolded, which I thought was interesting because I felt like that was almost, I mean, the pinata thing is not at all like something you would see on Survivor, but the blindfold aspect with the communication mm-hmm. made me think of Survivor because I don't remember yeah. seeing that on here before. So that was kind of Yeah, different. I liked that. Yeah. Test your communication. That's all right. that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say... I think one of the coolest challenges I have seen is the Foley artist. Yes, me too. (laughs) Like, I only just learned what Foley was, like, probably last year, maybe. Yeah. And I find the art, like, so interesting and fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then they put it together with Amazing Race history. I know. It was chef's kiss. Loved it. Up (laughs) our alley. You know, so, like... Movie making stuff combined with amazing race iconic moments. It's amazing. Yeah. I I actually did know what Foley is. Uh just one of those random things you learn, I guess, but I specifically remember and maybe someone else will remember this too. You know, we all we all enjoyed the movie Surfers back in the day on Disney Channel, Disney four one one as it was originally called. And I remember them showing Foley artists doing the sound effects for, um, I want to say, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean, but it also could have been an oh. animated movie. It was one, of the, one or the <laughs> other. Either way, that's like, I learned that. So, I mean, that's such a yeah. random, you know, thing to have seen. But I think it's fascinating, and I think it would have been so fun to do, especially to iconic moments. I mean, how fun. Absolutely. (laughs) The ox thing is always hilarious. (laughs) And I mean, I'm sorry, you can't beat the watermelon hitting her in the face. Like, that is classic. Iconic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't beat it. Top, top moment. Yeah. (laughs) And since they were in L.A., it was fun to do something kind of with Hollywood. Yeah. Right. So after that, they had to go to the home of the L.A. Galaxy. And once they were there, we had, at, we love a memory challenge. Like, I, I'm upset when they don't do these because I just think this is, like, the culmination. Kind of like on Big mm-hmm. Brother. It's like, let's put together the pieces of things that you've been studying and experiencing the whole time. Yeah. And so they had to... uh it was a little unique this time. They had tennis rackets with images of people, places, and items that they saw. Mm-hmm. And then riddles up on a wall. And they had to put the correct tennis racket with the ball, if you will. And it was really funny to me the actually having, like, a tennis umpire there. Like, <laughs> yeah. saying, like, fault, fault. <laughs> I mean, how annoyed would you be? For real. (laughs) But I thought it was cool, and I just always really like these. Like, I think these would be fun to solve. Obviously, you're under pressure, but I think it would be fun. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But that is an advantage. I mean, knowing that that's something that the race does, maybe not necessarily Mm -hmm. every season, and it doesn't necessarily look the same Mm -hmm. every time. Like, it could be different things you've seen on the race you have no idea what it could be yeah so I feel like I feel like we would be well prepared for something like that because you kind of know what to accept expect in a way and being more prepared is a good thing (laughs) especially in that case yeah no I I mean 
I feel like we would have been like Kim in this sense. Like we would have been taking notes, like <laughs> yes, you know, and studying it before we went to bed. <laughs> yeah, like every night, add to it, like you know. We went from here to here. After we did this, we drove this, whatever. Like, right. Every everything, like we'd have it down. Um, and I feel confident that we could get that right. But I just like so obviously Kim and Penn finished their puzzle first, mm-hmm. and you got to run through the field and like through the smoke tunnel, you know, into the <laughs> where you see the teams and the mat and all that, and. I just, I don't think I can watch, <laughs> as cheesy as it is, I don't think I can watch a finale with the team running to the mat without getting a little tear in my eye. <laughs> because Aww, I think, it, yeah. I just think it's so sweet. And like when you kind of realize as you're running, like, wait, are we about to win? Right. Because I, maybe it's because I put like us in that position, just even the thought of like, how surreal and exciting that moment would absolutely. be absolutely yeah like wait like look at each other like we're about to win like we did this <laughs> you know right. and then just seeing the mat and the team cheering for you i just think that would be emotional um so yeah i had that experience but what did you think about the outcome I was happy with the outcome. I feel like Kim and Penn did a great job throughout the race. Yep. And them being the oldest team, yeah, still don't get that. But way to go for them. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I liked them overall. I mean, sometimes their personality was maybe a little overbearing. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of a, I guess, a YouTuber for you. But, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> But I really enjoyed that the show highlighted Penn's ADHD and Kim's anxiety. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really great how they included that in the show and how they were able to overcome some of those things that they went through and how even some of those things were actually a benefit Mm -hmm. to them. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that was cool. Mm -hmm. Um. It, I really was happy that also that it was such a close race between them and the girls mm-hmm. because it felt just like, because, you know, if you remember last season, it was very just like, yeah. oh, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> True. And this this time it was very much a nail biter. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And I, like I said, I, those are like my two favorite teams. So seeing them battling it out was really exciting and just being like, oh, who's going to get it first? It was crazy. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, overall, I was happy with them winning. Um, Like I said, I would have been fine with any of the final three winning. Um, You know, of course, it would have been cool to see Raquel and Caleb be a female winning team. I mean, I think it's crazy that they would have been the fourth. Yeah. Out of 33 seasons? That's crazy to me. But, you know, we will be the fourth. That's what I said after I watched this. There you go. Girls will handle it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think think all three have the – I mean, if they brought back a winner, for sure. But any of them would have a great chance of coming back, like, for an all-star season, and I think would have a good chance of winning. Um, So, yeah, I I was fine with them winning. I – liked them overall. I agree that 
sometimes it was a bit much for me personally <laughs> but that's that's youtubers for you it's whatever um but i thought they were deserving and yeah. you know that's i think overall um they earned it and i'm happy for them um and then you know every time there's like the people that probably are going to win and then the team that might beat them out and then the team that from the get-go, it's like the first challenge. You're like, yeah, they're they're coming in last and then it's like you barely see them and that's what Ryan and Dusty ended up being. Um, yeah. Which obviously for a while it looked like they would probably win it all and I know they kind of mm-hmm. felt that way too. Um, overall, I really, I did like them as a team, mainly, you know, I just think Ryan's story is so interesting and I'm just honestly happy that he has gotten to experience this after spending so long in prison. Um, And I really did like their relationship, just the fact that Dusty really stood by his side over the years. And so I think this was good for them. I think they were humbled throughout the process, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, it was a really cool thing for them to get to experience as yeah. friends. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really enjoyable season overall. I liked the cast. Kind of like how we really liked the cast last time. It was like that, except we didn't have any of the annoying Alliance stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it was a great example of, like, let's work together when it's convenient, when it makes sense. Yes. But, yeah. And we were questioning how that would be with the pause because of COVID. Right. And I don't I don't know for sure, but it didn't really seem like that played a factor at all. It just seemed to, like, kind of pick up where we left off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah, very unique for any show, but especially mm-hmm. for one like this. Yeah. So, very exciting. Very excited for the next season. Woo! Well, this was a great season. I'm glad that we could cover it again. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm I'm excited uh, for 34. Glad that we already know we're getting it. Hopefully it won't be yes. like three years till it premieres. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, but, yeah, it's been fun to chat about on here. And, yeah. I'm excited for the next go round. And of course, when Survivor's on, we will cover that once again. It never, it never ends, people. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't. The job never ends, but we will take on the duty. That's right. We'll do it for (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Well, till we cover all of that, we would love to hear your thoughts on the Amazing Race season, the finale if you watched, if you just listened to our coverage, let us know what you thought based on our opinions. Um, <laughs> if you've seen the Batman, we would love to discuss. Um, and any of the Batman content that was mentioned, I'd be really mm-hmm. curious. I feel like it's far, probably a few people that have seen the <laughs> 1943 version, but you're out there, I know. Um 
but yeah let us know what else you want us to talk about on here in the coming weeks we love suggestions send us your recommendations for what to drink what to try a cocktail recipe if you've got it um we like to collect those to try in the future we are on Instagram, Twitter, Discord, and you can email us. So feel free to connect with us there. And last thing is, <laughs> if you would love to subscribe, we would love that. And mm-hmm. don't miss an episode. Don't miss coverage on anything that we talk about. And um, if you would be so kind as to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, that really helps us uh, get the word out about our show and spread the love, if you will. <laughs> so yeah, thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Callan. And I'm Anna. Fault! Fault!